Daily DVR is sponsored by our presenting sponsor, Cufflinks.com, the men's accessories marketplace. Cufflinks.com aims to drive men to one place where they can find all the accessories they could want to elevate their look each day. Go to Cufflinks.com slash DVR today. Use code DVR20 and save 20% off your order. No minimum. 2020, baby. It's a new year, and every month, Cufflinks has new amazing products, whether it's Star Wars, Marvel, DC, Disney, all that great stuff, or the sports stuff, NCAA, NBA, NFL, or, of course, the classic wearable art, the amazing high-quality Hook and Albert Oxen Bull, and, of course, their own Cufflinks.com brand. We encourage you to elevate your look when you get dressed in the morning. It helps to make you feel more confident and create your individual style. Go to Cufflinks.com slash DVR today. Welcome back to Curb Your Podcast. My name is Axel, and my co-host, of course, is Sean Flynn. Hi, Sean. How you doing? I'm doing well. It's great to hear your voice again. <laughs> it is. Thank you. It's great to hear your voice, too. Today, we're going to be covering Curb Your Enthusiasm Season 10, Episode 2, Side Sitting. This podcast is part of the DVR Podcast Network. Please check out our other podcast at DVRpodcast.com. I can't tell you the number of times... People have said, I love your podcast. Do you do any other podcasts? And I do. I say it at the beginning of every show I've done for the past two years. Go to DVRpodcast.com. Check it out. We'd love to hear from you, too. Send us an email at DVRpodcast at gmail.com. You can also join our Facebook group. Visit our amazing sponsor, Cufflinks.com. And now we're going to talk about Curb Your Enthusiasm. So let's get to it. Sean, how are you doing? How's your week? How did you think this episode was? Did you laugh? Did you cry? Did you call your lawyer? Uh, I was definitely laughing, that's for sure. There were some great, great moments in there. Yeah, I thought this was a funny one, and I'll go over a little bit. I'll do a quick rundown, and then we'll kind of get into some jokes. Larry sued by his assistant. He's using the lawyer's private bathroom. Nobody likes having things in their pockets while they're driving or having to reach into their pockets or waiting for results from the doctor. And guess what, Sean? If you get cancer, you're not my friend anymore. More wobbly tables. The mailman again. Cheryl wants to be friends. What would you get with Larry? Would you get with Larry if he only had two years? Does Rich beat old and bald? It's hard to take a man seriously when he's wearing shorts. Recording sexual exploits. Larry started construction on the coffee shop. Ted Danson found out about the side sitting from the mailman. And the Susie. That was the episode, ladies and gentlemen. A little bit of uh, things I may have missed, but that's the points we may discuss this evening on our show. First, let's talk about it. Larry's being sued, and he tries to use the lawyer's private bathroom. Have you ever snuck into someone's private bathroom and used it before, Sean? Mm-hmm. Good question. <laughs> um, well, I'll say this. Uh, in my building... Um, they have like a private bathroom down in the library and um, it is like the nicest bathroom in the building. So sometimes I, I, you know, ask them to open the library for me and I tell them I want to watch a game, but I secretly just want to use the bathroom. 
Ooh, what makes it better? It's just cleaner. I mean, like, it doesn't have, like, the generic fixtures like my apartment does. And it's just, it's funny because, like, I see, like, the maintenance workers letting themselves in there to use it, too. Oh, that's the secret, then. The reason why it's clean is because the clean people use it. Exactly. Man, I'll tell you, uh, there's also actually a little discussion that Larry had with um, the receptionist about men's bathrooms and women's bathrooms. And I have never snuck in to use a private bathroom. I don't know. I can't remember many occasions. I've never had a private bathroom, but I was a janitor at Burger King uh, for about a year when I was 17 years old. And I will say that I side with the receptionist when she says that a women's bathroom is much dirtier than a men's. But Larry is wrong about this one. I clean men's bathrooms and I clean women's bathrooms. And I'll tell you the women's bathroom. I saw things that no 17 year old boy should see. (laughs) It was a travesty. It was like people, it was like somebody was mad at that bathroom. Whereas the men's room, it was just a lot of piss on the toilet seat. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I will say this, the men's room where I work, some, I mean, just in general, though, you go to take a leak, sometimes you look down and there's just piss all over the floor. <laughs> and you know, you're, you know you're standing in dried piss. Even if you're not standing in the wet piss, you know that you're standing in dry yeah, piss. Yeah, I know. It oh. always really. But urine is sterile for the most part. I will say that. Yeah, but you're not supposed to drink your urine. That's I mean, you know, I had a couple friends who were like, "Yeah, Gandhi drank his urine every it's just good." And now they did all these studies saying, "No, you should not be drinking your urine." So, from what I have heard, it is okay like if you were like if you were like in a desert somewhere and you had no other option. You can drink your urine one time. Okay. But the second time you cannot. So why what's wrong with the second urine? I forget. There was some reason that like you just can't do it the second time around. It's just cause like there's a lot of like waste in your urine too. So I guess if you absolutely needed oh, the water, the first one has more of the water in it. And then by the right. second time you're like going into like your bowel juices and stuff. Well, not bowel uh, your, juices. Your, oh, no, not bowels. Uh, sorry. What's that thing called? Well, <laughs> your bladder. Your, you, yeah, well, I mean, and your bladder comes from your kidneys. So. Okay, yeah. That's yeah, it's true. Just, I was told that you could do it one time safely. Did I ever tell you the story about how I thought I only had half a kidney my whole life? Shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah, I never told you this story? This is the perfect no. show to tell this story. All right, my whole life I thought I had half a kidney. When I was five years old, I spent like a year in and out of the hospital. <sighs> And I was always told it was because there was something wrong with like the tube from my bladder to my urethra or I don't know what the hell. I don't know. I'm not, you're the medical person. Anyway. They're called ureters. Ureters. Okay. (laughs) That there was a problem there and they, there, there was a problem with my kidney and it got infected and they had to take out half my kidney and the other half didn't work. And this was one of the reasons I never played football, never, never did contact sports. 
because I only supposedly had one functioning kidney. I always drank a ton of water, all this stuff. So anyway, long story short, I go to a doctor because I had problems that basically ended up being acid reflux and I ate better and cured that. But they looked at my MRI and they saw urine pooling in the tube from my bladder to whatever, where I pee or whatever, right? Some mm-hmm. tube. And then the, the, the young, it was a young doctor that saw it and he said, look, I don't know if it's anything, but we got to check this out. So I had spent my whole life worrying about this, right? Oh my God, something's going to happen to this part of, they're going to have to take out the rest of my kidney. Oh my God. So I wait for like a month for this appointment. I finally go to the appointment. The doctor sits me down. He goes, tell me what you think. I'm going to tell you. And I was like, what is this fuck? What is this doctor playing games with me? Yeah. What a weird thing to say. I swear to God. I was like, what is it? Who the hell do you think you are? Doc? Just tell me what's wrong with me. I felt like Larry, you know, like, and, uh, he says to me, okay, just tell me. And I go, well, look, I don't know. I'm scared. You're going to tell me they're going to have to take out the rest of my kidney. That's not functioning. And he goes, so you think you have a half a functioning kidney? I go, yeah. He takes out the MRI. So he puts it, he goes, look, do you look at these? Do you see two things here and here? And I go, yeah. He goes, those are your kidneys. I go, what are you talking about? There's two kidneys. He goes, yeah, that's not what happened. When you were a kid, there was a, a tube. That tube was there, but you were born with it on the wrong side. It was blocking an artery or something. And we moved it. You're fine. You have two perfectly functioning kidneys. And unfortunately, you had a younger doctor who didn't realize you had that procedure. It's common for it to bow and to collect a little urine. It's fine. You, it, it leaves your body. You're perfectly fine. You can leave. Wow. And I, I was like in shock. I had been like worried about it, panicked. Oh, my God. And he just kind of laughed. My wife laughed. And we left and... Went to Chick Fil A, I think. <laughs> wow. Well, I mean, be thankful that That's you do have two functioning kidneys. Yeah, you really That's my should story. be thankful because a lot of people, you know, wish that they even had one. <laughs> I know, I know. I was really like, I was like, how often do you go to the doctor thinking something really bad is going to be told to you, and actually, you're told it was good. I guess it was just. My mom was so panicked at the time. She didn't remember. I never really looked at my medical records. You know, how many of us do, right? No, nobody does. Yeah, nobody does. So that's my story. No private bathroom. But I thought I had only one kidney. All right, let's move on to something here. Um, There's a little thing here about how Larry uh, doesn't like to carry things in his pants while he's driving. And I had to say that I really felt this because I wholeheartedly agree. The first thing I do before I get into a car is empty all my pockets. Interesting. How about you? Um, well, for me, I'm not driving, so it's not an issue for me. But I just don't like things in my pockets in general. Like I, I think whether I'm in a car or not. I'm always trying to minimalize everything. In fact, I get made fun of because I still have the 6S iPhone. I have It's actually an SE. So it's like uh, iPhone 6. Everybody looks at it and they're like, your iPhone is so small. Like, it's because I want less things in my pocket. 
I agree, man. I hate having that. You know, I just got a new iPhone. I had that iPhone too up until like two weeks ago. Really? Yeah. People make fun of you for having an old iPhone. I, I'm still working. It's so weird. Like the people, I, I don't understand these people that are like iPhone 11's out. You know what? I'm gonna go spend a thousand dollars on that. Oh. <laughs> like, I, I don't get it, man. I, I don't. I don't get it either. I guess you have to have it for what? If you don't need it, people are obsessed with the fads. But the the pockets thing. I know you don't drive. I drive all the time, and I just hate it. And I totally empathize with him. I thought that was a great thing. Um, and he, you know, the thing I have to say though about this episode, going back to my story about the doctor, I was surprised that he wasn't more nervous about potentially having cancer. Yeah, thyroid cancer. Yeah, it's uh I don't know. Yeah, I guess uh you should be like terrified, but he like <laughs> he was just he was too busy like using it like to, <laughs> for his benefit. He was just like using it with Cheryl. He's like, So if I have like two years, right, you're gonna wanna be with me, right? He's like, you know, you won't have to go through the hard stuff, I'll just get a nurse for that. Would you do that? Would you if you were her what kind of a deal is that? Like, seriously, Larry, think about it. It's, I mean, I guess you're going to have, what, you're going to have two good years? Are they even going to be good? I mean, he's got cancer. Meanwhile, he doesn't want to be somebody's friend if they have cancer, but he's trying to entice Cheryl with the that if I, I have cancer, I'm only going to be around for two years. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I didn't, you know, it was, it was just a play in the moment, I think to get Cheryl back. But Cheryl's kind of not really into it anymore, it seems like. No, I mean, hey, why should she uh, have to buy the cow when she's getting the milk for free? Right? <laughs> I mean, it's kind of true. She's got him on the ropes. He's like, oh, yeah, I want to get back with you. And so, yeah. I mean, come on. How often do you have Larry in an advantage like that? <laughs> You've got to use it. She's been kind of playing him the whole season, making fun of him, laughing at him, just t- just being honest with him. Their relationship is better, but I don't blame her. Though I will have to say that this version, the curb version of Ted Danson, is not exactly swift. You know, I'm not. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm a huge Ted Danson fan in the Curb universe. Yeah, he's kind of. Uh, he's not like an antagonist, but. He almost is because, mm-hmm. uh, you know, he's like this really good looking actor and, you know, he had, you know, he had, he had a super successful show too, but, um, then he takes, you know, he, where he starts dating Cheryl and, uh, yeah, there's kind of a little underlying animosity there between them. Yeah. I, I don't know. We'll have to see what, what goes on. The, when we did see Ted, um, he finds out about the side sitting and let's talk about side sitting. What are your opinions on it? I, you know, I never really thought about side sitting before this episode. Uh, no, I mean, I, it's sort of like if you're two people at a restaurant, you're going to sit across from each other. There's like, no matter who it is, I think it'd be weird. Even if like it was someone you were like with, like, wife, girlfriend, whatever. Um, it's sort of like, it's one of those things where like, it's like the whole urinal, which urinal are you going to pick? Well, you're not going to pick a urinal at some right next to someone that someone's already at. You're going to go be as far away. 
So I just think it's like one of those things that's like, it's automatic. So it's kind of weird. Side sitting is just weird in general. Yeah. Cause you're not sitting, it's not next sitting, right? Like if they're right. sitting next to each other, that immediately there's, there's some sort of like closeness, intimacy sitting on the side. It could appear, and I'm surprised this wasn't mentioned. It could appear just that there was a third person that got up for a moment. True. Very right? true. <laughs> yeah. Could, like he could have played it off. He could have said, no, you don't understand. There was someone else and they sat there. So they got up and it appeared as though I was side sitting, but I actually wasn't. And then did he, he side sat with his secretary at the end, right? Yes. And that was but, to show that side sitting was normal, but that was very forced. That was a forced did, side sitting. But he was like more or less sitting side by side with her, was he not, if I remember correctly? It appeared that way because he had to turn his body in order to show Ted that they were side yeah, sitting. That's right. It's a lot it's a lot about angles. I love how t- Ted's face though was like so he's like, Oh, all right. <laughs> like he was like, I get it. He And he bought it. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Ted is not swift. Yeah. I mean, look, the side sitting is not what you got to worry about, Ted. The fact that they were married before, that's the part that you have to worry about. Yeah. It's so weird. Like, he's like, I'm surprised he has no idea that Cheryl slept with him. Yeah. I don't know. I don't think Cheryl cares. She's doing her thing. And I like that. I like her yeah. best. That's what in, they got. When, when they first got together and we were introduced to them, she had that attitude where she just didn't take them seriously, right? Mm-hmm, he would complain right. about something and she would just keep on doing whatever she was doing. Then after a while, it just started to get on her nerves. Now she's had some time away from him. I have to kind of feel like if she did jump back in with him, it would probably be a matter of you know days until he yeah. was annoying her again. Yeah. So I think that she's doing the right thing. Take a little break from this show to remind you again of our amazing presenting sponsor, cufflinks.com. They've been with us for over a year. And we're so proud to have them. So go out and support them. If you're a listener to any of our podcasts, take a moment right now, type in cufflinks.com slash DVR into that old web browser and you will arrive and you will be amazed, happy, surprised at the amazing products that cufflinks.com has. You might think to yourself, hey, I don't have an informal event coming up. You know, I'm not into cufflinks. But guess what? They have a lot more than that. Actually, I'm wearing a pair of Star Wars socks that they sent me. Cufflinks.com is where it's at. Go to cufflinks.com slash DVR today. One of the best parts about podcasting is getting to know the listeners and making new friends. And one of those friends is Andy. You may have heard me mention him before on one of our many podcasts. And Andy and his wife, Claire, are looking to adopt. So if you or anybody you know is considering adoption for their baby, please consider the loving family of Andrew and Claire. They're a home study approved adoptive family of three living on a farm in southern Minnesota with a dog, Barney, and two turtles. They're able to adopt from anywhere in the United States and would love to answer any questions you may have. 
To learn more about them, check out their Facebook page at Andrew and Claire Adopt or on Instagram at Andrew underscore and underscore Claire underscore Adopt. You can also email them at Andrew and Claire Adopt at gmail.com. So again, if you or anyone you know is considering adoption for their baby, reach out at andrewandclaireadopt at gmail.com. Thanks. And meanwhile, Larry's having other exploits and he's videotaping them. Yeah. I thought that was really interesting. Now, I'm a married man. I haven't gone out on a date. The last date I went out with was my wife, and that was, I don't know, like 15 years ago or something. You are a single man. Um, in out there in the dating world, is this a common thing? Do people uh, videotape their uh, their intimate moments for proof? Uh, not like probably not. I I mean, not me. I mean, I'm, not, I'm not that technically <laughs> technically savvy enough to do something. Yeah, like it was that. he got a great angle, right? <laughs> like, I could tell he was in TV. Uh, yeah, I have no idea. Like, I'm just. I mean, honestly, it's that was just kind of out of left field for me. But it was it was kind of funny how like she was just like okay with it, like she was just like, oh yeah, okay, fine, that's that's okay, sure. She just yeah. kind of went along with it. But he didn't. He didn't. He got like very little action. Poor Larry, you know. He was he was okay <laughs> with it though. I have to ask: Are you the type of gentleman that asks first, or do you are you a bust a move guy? Oh, I I don't know. I mean, I guess like, nah, I would say I'm a very, um, oh God, what's the term for this? I'm a little, uh, like I got to make sure, you know what I mean? Like, I'm like, like safe. Yeah. No, I got to make sure that like, you know, it's, you know, wanted, I guess I, I think like one time. I was hanging out with someone and I thought like it was a little bit more than it was. And I went in for a kiss and she was like, no. And I was like, okay. And I think it just felt so awkward after that, that <laughs> like, I'm just like, I'm honestly for me, like I kind of just let, let like the woman make the first move. Now yeah, I'm kind of, yeah. I'm one of those. Yeah, me too, man. I got to admit it. I am not uh, because I'm so awkward. I, Back in the day, I was not the move maker, man. Not really. Yeah. And I normally, and I had several women say it took you long enough. Um, yeah, it's funny you say that. There's a girl that I was seeing in high school, and she said to me, "She's like, and we, you know, eventually broke it off." She was like, "You never even tried to kiss me," and I was like, <laughs> so "I was like, I don't know. Like, I felt like if I did, I was, was being respectful." Shit. Yeah, it's like I was trying to be respectful. I felt like if I did it, I would fuck but, shit up. But you know it's not that you're respectful. It's just that both of us have no cojones and we don't want to be embarrassed. I also have no game. <laughs> That's I, the I have, point, right? That's the thing. I have no game. But I had to say that this was amazing because, again, only Larry gets away with this. And if any other TV show is tackling things like this, people would get all up in arms but the way yeah. that he did it, it actually was kind of cute, and it was almost a little bit sexy, you know? Hey, may I grab your breast now? You know, like, <laughs> it was kind of like, it was kind of, yeah. and she was into it, you know? I mean, I like her, too. Uh, she was, this actress was really good, and I yeah. hope that she pops up again on the show. 
Um, yeah, and, she was in uh, Meet the Fockers and Meet the Parents. Oh, okay. That's cool. You, yeah, that's good. Do you remember see. her? No, I don't. I don't know if I – I think I saw one of those. Yeah, the one with Ben Stiller and he yeah. goes home with her. And he's the male nurse and he meets Robert De Niro. Yeah, I think I saw that. She was in that series of movies with Ben Stiller. That's and, good. Uh, yeah, she was great. It was just kind of funny, though, because it was just like this play-by-play of like what he's going to do. And now I'm going to, if <laughs> that's really, okay, if it, that would be okay with you. I felt like it kind of took a lot of the sexiness out of it. I don't know. Like, I kind of I thought it was funny. I think, you know, sexy, uh, funny is sexy. Yeah. Uh, I guess it, I guess the ultimate question was does rich beat old and bald and it didn't really matter because what beats it all is funny. Yeah, for and sure. Personality, you know? Like it doesn't matter that he's old and bald. Yeah. Look. Yeah, there are a lot of rich old bald people. <laughs> there are though. That are, it's true. That are doing doing okay. Well, most <laughs> men are are bald by the time they hit their 50s. Yeah, not me, man. Except for you who like literally you must <laughs> you have some gene that just Dude, I don't know what it is, man, but yes, my hair is like I have more hair on my head I think than I had when I was like 25, dude. <laughs> it's uh it's a curse. It's a curse. Um oh, hey, you know who popped up? We have to mention that of course, um, Bob Einstein, Super Dave, passed away yes. over this hiatus, and yep. they've not mentioned it. But in this episode, there's kind of a stealth introduction of Richard Kind as uh, cousin Andy is back on the scene because he's appeared in the show before, but right. he's like back on the scene, like, oh, you're back, like they made a thing about it. Mm-hmm. So, I wonder if he's gonna kind of come into the show more and maybe fill a little bit of that void. Cause I mean, Richard kind, he's a, he's a class. He's like all these guys. They're classics. Yeah. And then I, I knew he was on the show before, but what I didn't know was that he was based out of, I for, or had forgotten that he was like in New York. He wasn't yes. in LA. Yeah. So I just, I was like, Oh, okay. I, I don't think I ever, realize that or made that connection well this show too like the continuity and still like they'll change shit like remember when Susie was pregnant mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden they never you never even heard about that baby <laughs> it was like a, almost like a joke like we're gonna have somebody get pregnant you know let's just forget it yeah like I can just-, just see see them like in a writer's room or like talking about the outline of the show and just being like ah, oh, let's just forget it yeah like just how pe- when when things get desperate they add a kid yeah, you know, like a typical sitcom. But there was a lot. Of, there was a lot of good people that popped up um, in this episode. And uh, the thing about the cancer, you're not my friend anymore. Richard Lewis right away was into that. What do you think about that? If I got cancer, are you going to stop doing the podcast with me? Uh, you know, probably just uh, give you some more free time. Uh, <laughs> I I just feel like uh, that's a tough one. Um, I would never not be someone's friend. I feel like it's kind of weird when, you know, obviously it's terrible, but like I have a, I had a friend who got cancer and, you know, I mean, I, I, you know, I'd sent him like, you know, a message and I was like, Hey, blah, blah, blah. Like I found out 
you know, if you have any questions, I'm happy to talk to you. Cause like it was before he was going through treatments, but I, I honestly don't feel like it's almost like you're afraid to reach out to someone when they're sick like that. Yeah. You might catch it. No, not catch it. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, dude, no you know how they feel though it's just like a bad vibe you know like let's be honest you're it's it's something deep it's just like when somebody dies or something you want to yeah. call the person you want to be like hey i'm sorry but then also you don't want to pry it's just an uncomfortable situation so you back yeah. off a little bit but i thought yeah. it was funny because these guys are also old and i'm looking around that table i'm like they probably a bunch of them have probably had cancer already. I think Richard yeah. Lewis was sick for a yeah. while there. So, you know, you you're, you're not, uh, pretty soon if you really played by that game, pretty soon you wouldn't have any friends left. Slightly off topic, but I want to just it just reminded me of something I noticed in this episode. Did you notice there was like like Jeff had like something in his lower cheek? Like it almost looked like it almost like it was swollen. No, like, I, I don't see that. In lower lip, lower right lip slash cheek. Hmm. Like you can see it from the get go in the episode. I mean, it literally looked like he was in some sort of fist fight, like the night before they started shooting this or something. Oh, I gotta look at that again. I'm surprised they didn't incorporate it into it. Like he had. That's what I something. thought. Yeah, that's what I thought too. I was like, why didn't they just kind of make it part of the, the episode? But I mean, being a nurse, I notice shit like this. So like, I was like, oh, there's something wrong with his mouth. Well, speaking of cancer and noticing something on TV, did you ever hear the story that the guy from uh, what's it, the rehab show with the, his, where they were married and then they got divorced? I don't, it's not trading spaces or it's it's some rehab. His name's Tarek. I don't know um, if it's like reality show. I definitely okay. Did not it was like see some it. some yeah. He's it's the, I think they're on HGTV um, and uh, they like renovate houses and flip them. Gotcha. And um, he was. Somebody, so a doctor or a nurse or something noticed like a lump in his throat and that he was swallowing a lot while he spoke. Yeah. And he actually had a tumor, a cancerous tumor in his throat because the person wrote in and said, you need to go to the doctor. It looks to me like you have the symptoms. Uh, uh, do you have, does this happen? This happened and it saved his life. Wow. Yeah, there is no way that Jeff Garland has not noticed this thing. Because, wow. <laughs> there is no way. Well, if you're listening, Jeff, get it checked out. Please. Get it checked it's out. It's funny. I was just in a class today at the Groundlings. And, you know, people find out I'm a nurse and, you know, and I work in like heart surgery. And uh, this girl, she was doing introductions. They were like, she was like, introducing me. It was a get to know you type thing. And she's like, and Sean's a nurse and he works in cardiac surgery. And she goes, oh, and by the way, I might need to ask you about something. I, I think I have this thing with my heart. And I, the first thing I said was, go see a doctor. I was like, <laughs> like that's the first thing I'm going to tell someone when they're like, I have this issue. Well, go see a doctor. I'm not a doctor, but, you know, I know a lot, but I'm not going to be able to diagnose you. And the first thing. I'm going to recommend is go see a goddamn doctor. Yeah, but they, you know, she just wants you to tell her, oh, it's fine. Don't worry about it. Everybody comes in with that. Yeah. 
All right, mm. let's move it on. Let's see if we can find something less uh, less death, uh, uh, <laughs> less, yeah. less cancerous to talk less, about. Less downerish. Uh, what did you think of the Susie, the painting, which is like the Kramer, calling back to the Seinfeld, but this one gets destroyed by the end of the episode, where the vengeance of the contractor, the floor guy. Uh, he takes out his vengeance on it and destroys it. What did you think of this painting? And first, I want to ask you: Do you think it was appropriate? That was a li- it was a bit much. I thought it was majestic, to <laughs> say the least. It was beautiful. I want a picture like that one day. Uh, totally appropriate. What she want? Would it, wait, would she want like a camera or something like that? Would it? Would he? She like dropped a hint, or she yeah she, she told him camera. she wanted a camera, which is like I think it's more weird to tell someone what you want, especially someone that's not like an immediate family member. Sure, like my folks are like, "What do you want for Christmas? We're gonna buy you a Christmas gift." I'm gonna tell them, but like a friend or like just like an acquaintance being like, "So my birthday's coming up next week." It's like, "Hey, Larry, you're rich. Buy me a gift." That's like, kind. Of, that's what I was gonna say is. This is like rich people problems. Like I don't yeah. buy a bunch of gifts for all my friends on their birthdays. Yeah. It's just like well, thought- she expects Larry to give him something and he gives her something great. I thought it was a little inappropriate, maybe a little too much. Cause you know, you know how Jeff and Susie are. There's always that weirdness. So mm. you might want to run it by him first, but, uh, yeah. you know, it was love majestic. how he was so jealous of the painting too. Jeff was, there's going to be a Jeff that's going to appear this season. Oh, that'd be great. I definitely think so. And uh, we also, we did see that um, Larry has started construction on the coffee shop. Yes. So that continues. Yes. This storyline will continue. We'll get to see more of Mocha Joe and whatever kind of coffee shop he's opening up there and how this is going to play into. And I wonder, I wonder... Is this going to happen? I have a prediction for Curb. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Only side sitting seating. From here on out? In Larry's coffee shop. <laughs> yeah. All the possibly. Se- all the seats are going to be side seating. Side sitting. <laughs> so then when Ted comes, he's going to prove it to him. He's really yeah. dedicated to it. There's nothing wrong with it. Yeah. I think that'd be very fun. And, uh, and no wobbly tables, of course. There's got to be something. Well, with he the said he was going to cement them to the ground. Did you yeah. hear that? Oh, that's, that's true. That's, that's going to cause some sort of issue. Yeah, somebody's going to get cemented to it or something. Somebody's going to sit down and get stuck side seating. So, like, they're going to need to move the tables for some reason, and then they're all just cemented down. Yeah. And what is up with Larry's? He always has problems with the mailman or the male woman. In the, in the past, it's been a male woman. Yeah. Oh, yeah, problems. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I, I don't have much to do with my mailman. How about you? Uh, same here. In fact, my mail carriers want nothing to do with me or anyone else in our building for why, that matter. Why is that? Well, I'll tell you, I will say this. When I want to, like, sometimes I might have, like, a small package that I've already paid the postage for. And I don't want to walk all the way to the post office. So, like, I'll give them the package And sometimes they seem a little bit annoyed. I'm like, hey, you know, you're going there anyway, right? I'm supposed to be able to give you this or 
I know it's not a letter. It's a small package, but. Dude, I, was, I, I listen. Kind of get a little attitude. I don't get it. In this day and age, and we we're just talking about the iPhones. Shouldn't they be able to have something with their phone where they can like scan the package and like put it on their phone, weigh it, do all that, right? Scan it and then just take it away from. I hate going to the post office and mailing out yeah. packages and stuff, man. You have to wait for so long. It always costs more than you think it's going to be. It's just a complete hassle. We so see. We need a sponsorship from Stamps.com up on this thing. Oh yeah, that'd be great. That'd be great. If anyone out there is listening, give us a shout. But Cufflinks is better, baby. Cufflinks.com. All right. I don't know. I think. Oh, oh yeah. we got one more thing. Can you take a man seriously when he's wearing shorts? I would have to agree. You can't. Uh, although. Maybe that's why nobody takes me seriously because I love to wear shorts. <laughs> Do well, you rock shorts the... all year round? Not all year round. Okay. Like in the summer, like during the day when I'm kind of like doing stuff around the neighborhood, like getting food or going to the gym or going to the post office. Not when I go out at night. Not when people I know are going to see me. But like if I'm in public, you know. I mean, the thing about LA is like people. People definitely don't give a shit what they look like because everybody's wearing sweatpants. Yeah. You know, some people dress up, but everybody's wearing sweatpants. It's kind of the greatest place to live for that reason. Like, I feel dressed up all the time because I said, like, people really feel like it's the first place I've ever lived in my entire life where sweatpants is kind of in. Yeah. Well, that's nice, man. I love shorts. I, I think it. De- I think it does depend on the situation because I have seen some nice tailored shorts, even like with a dress jacket or something, you know, that, that have looked pretty sharp. Maybe if you're like in Bermuda, Mm. like Bermuda shorts might be kind of outside the boundaries of this. But generally speaking, I have to say when I have shorts on, I don't feel like being taken seriously. Right. You know, you're chilling. You're laughing. Yeah. If you're going to be laughing. I'm avoiding people anyways, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> That's true. That is true. You just, you know, just get cancer and wear shorts and no one will talk to you at all. That's the lesson of today's podcast, people. I think we've reached the end, Sean. You got anything else you want to talk about this episode of Curb? Uh, no, I just uh I can't wait to see next week. Yep. Next week we'll have another one. It'll be just as funny. We'll see what's happening with the restaurant. What else is going on? I'm still convinced because there was a little mention in the beginning of this episode where Larry said, he was talking with Jeff and he said something about, oh, where am I going to go? Am I going to escape? Am I going to go here? I still think that he's going to end up going to Ethiopia with Phil. That's huh. still my All strong right. prediction that at the end of this season, that's how it ends. And I think so Leon he- is going to go with him. Ethiopia, side-sitting in the restaurant. Yep. Um, These are my predictions. Interesting. Yep. We'll see what happens. The private bathrooms, baby. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. This is always fun, Sean. I like this format. We're chatting. We're having a good time. The time just passes by. I hope it feels that way for everyone else, too. Uh, Thank you again. Have a great week, Sean. I hope that you enjoy wearing shorts. I will. Peace out, people.